What's going on, y'all? James Hicks here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use. Right, been looking for how to. Get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers, how to really how to monetize. And believe it or not, I found the right platform that's getting the job done, that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up. That platform is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Good morning. Good afternoon. I think it's still morning for me here on the West Coast. What uh, Good day, folks. Welcome to Perspectives in Focus. My name is James Hicks. Uh, today, we are going to have a, a, a fun conversation. We're going, to, we're going to talk very technically, but we're going to have an interesting conversation to make it relative to, to everyone out there. Uh, behind the scenes, I have Sarah Savelli. Sarah is a global manufacturing science and technology project manager who is focused on cell and gene technologies at a very large life science and biotechnical organization. Her organization is, is leading is a leading supplier for active chemical ingredients and solutions to the pharmaceutical and agrochemical industry. Today's discussion, you know, is going to be focused on on making these incredibly technical terms and functions and processes more relatable to each of us, the consumer. Uh, we're essentially going to be answering the question of why her role and her company matter to the greater good, and we're going to really try to dive into understanding the technology behind the science. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Sarah Savelli to the show. Sarah, how are you doing today? Hi, great. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me today. Fantastic, fantastic. I'd be remiss if I didn't at least say hello to the folks who are joining us. I told people that I was talking to a rock star today. So people are are, are jumping in and, and saying and showing their appreciation, saying hello. So thank you all for Hi. joining the conversation. And if you have a question for... For Sarah, please put a cue in front of it, and we can probably dialogue and, and converse about that as well. So, Sarah, I tell you what, I gave kind of the the quick elevator introduction of you, but it's it's always best to have the individual actually speak and say who they are. So, if you don't mind telling the people who you are, absolutely. So, let's say for the long journey, uh, I am manufacturing science and technology scientist, yeah, and you're working on the job. Uh, for a small group of individuals uh, familiar with the uh, terminology that I use in the biotech industry. My role is manufacturing science and technology project manager. So um, 
you know, esteem urging to mention that it is a work and work for it in large biochemistry. And uh, we manufacture YC drugs. And the role of NSAT is very particular. So let's say the NSAT plays a critical role in technology transfer. So technology transfer is a process of transferring a technology from two entities, right? So, and in my context, these entities are sending unit, uh, which is the global unit, client, research, based on acquisition, to looking at receiving units, which is the CBMO, right? So industry has the ability to manufacture uh, drug products and to ensure that the drug product is safe and effective uh, for the end user. So why the technology transfer is so important? So the technology transfer, the percent is in the policies, right? So, so that's aspect of my work, but it is a mandatory requirement from a regulatory standpoint. So basically it ensures that a research is probably transferred to the clinical application. So, and that's absolutely key to understand to make sure that gaps are identified in preclinical phase and they are fixed or mitigated before these drugs are actually used, right? So that's the high level summary of what I do. That's the 30,000 foot level for the people like me sitting in the back of the room. If you, if you could, so, so again, how that translates, how that relates to, to us either again, from a, uh, an understanding of your role and I guess an understanding of, of your organization and, and how that relates to us on a day-to-day -day basis, what, what you do, right? How do I see what you do in terms of what, what I do on a daily basis for myself and for my family? Again, are there products, services, um, what, I, I don't want to put any, any words in your mouth, but again, are, 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 what are the aspects of what you do at your organization and how do I take advantage of your research? Absolutely. So, yes, I mean, we don't do MSAT doesn't do research, actually. We are mainly involved in translating that research, right? So we make sure that the manufacturing process that is behind, you know, the drug itself, the physical drug that is delivered into the end user is robust enough, right? And meet all the requirements for the drug product to be safe and effective. So. And that's an important portion because we are not creating it in the job that I do, I'm not generating the badge, the stage of transfer, actually the virgin agents, but it's a preparation phase, right? So it, we, we make so sure that everything is set, right? So the equipment's ready, uh, facilities ready, right? The materials are ready, right? and everything meets the GMP requirements. The GMP requirements are good manufacturing practices. And there's simply a set of rules uh, and procedures that are uh, adopted by our pharmaceutical industry to make sure that they, you know, the people a drug that is safe for the cancer. So um, there will be a little bit of simple words. Got you. Um, Got you. Okay. But it's cross-functional activities. So let it's cross-functional. So really work as a team. So I take care of the portion there is regards to the manufacturing process and the materials approved and used in the manufacturing process and make sure that all the apps are closed, but of course, there are thousands of aspects, right? And quickly, because basically take care of in a quality control, quality assurance. And so we really, you know, work as a team to make sure that we are you know, delivering this benefits again, because that's what we do, but we're leading life-saving drugs and life-saving drugs has kind of value, like the advantages in your benefits. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, exactly okay. what it's this job also. 
I appreciate that because because that actually is the statement that I was looking for, right? The quality assurance aspect, right? So you you're providing technical expertise around quality assurance for for uh, the the products and services that, that your organization is delivering. Exactly. Now you, you talked about a lot of medic medical uh, issues and things like that. There, there's a ton of things that are out there affecting society today. Now, are, are there specific uh, ailments out there that that your organization is focused on? Or you know. You know cancer, you know, the world stopped for 18 Absolutely. months because yeah. of COVID and things of like that. Are, are there something specific that you're focused on? Absolutely. So we need to make a difference because my inviting industry I work for is a large So as you really mentioned in the very beginning, uh, we specialize in this entire biotechnics, right? So uh, I can speak to the cell and ginger, jump those at the genetics of the cell technologies. So well, maybe it's worth explaining what challenging technology is, right? So um, it is, let's say that these terrapins are groundbreaking discoveries. And I really like to find groundbreaking discoveries because uh, they, they really have the, the ability to treat, to, to cure a variety of diseases from, you know, genetic disorder, disease, cancer, uh, you know, what is, you need to avoid, even the metabolic disorders. And uh, they really have the ability to, Offer a better quality of life to special those individuals that had unmet clinical needs and they don't have other treatment options. So, and why is that? Because I mean, I like you know defining some geotherapies as advanced medicinal therapy products, therapy medicinal products. So, ATMs as European Commission likes to define them, and uh, you know there are you know, of course. Therapies used in humans and based on cell and genes tissues. So uh, many protocols are combined, right? So the cell and gene technologies, meaning that you, you know, uh, isolate cells from source uh, that can be you know, like the patient uh, or patient material is the applications of autologous or it can be a dollar is the applications of the gene. What isolating from a dollar population next what? At the end, right after the manufacturing process, uh, you uh, want to build that specific drug to treat a variety of patients, and that's uh, you know uh, allogenic therapy. And so, cell therapy, gene therapy, focuses on uh, transfer of genetic material, right, to so, to a body, you know, to organism, and that you know, genetic transfer. I mean, it happens, uh, yeah, a bacterium like a carrier. It can be viral bacterium, non-viral bacteria. If it's a plasmid. And then you really insert sequences, trying to create a recombinant DNA. And then, you know, when this approach is combined with cell therapy, what you do is you really have some cells, right? You expand it, speak or carry that genetic modification. And then you will really expand that, you know, try to reach the uh, clinical therapeutic those uh, to that return those cells uh, uh, into other patients or, you know, Deliver the cells to your multiple patients again if it's the application. So that's the summary of what some of I got it. I got it. And, and thank you again for going in, in the clarity and, and in detail on that because, again, I, I think a lot of times I'll talk to folks on the front end, right? Folks either on, on, the, on, on the marketing side, on, on, on purely the business side of talking about what an organization does and, and what their product, service, and we're offering is. But now we're peeling layers back. Now I'm, I'm talking to someone like, like, like you, Sarah, who sees behind the scenes, kind of talks the, what goes, how, I hate to say this, how the sausage is made, right? But again, and, and then we're, we're translating that, hopefully trying to translate that to us, the individual, us, the end consumer uh, for 
understanding the value of the work that happened. So again, folks, like I said, we were, we were going to talk about the technology behind the science. Um, and, and Sarah PhD is the person to talk to again, if you got a question about some of the offerings and the things that, that she does from a technology perspective, please do bring those up. Let me, let me ask you, I guess, what, what drives that passion for you? That, that passion for science, that passion for, for information, that passion for, uh, that quality assurance, making sure that what you and what your organization does. So let's, let's talk about that, I guess, from a professional side, what drives your passion for science? Let me, let me, let me start right there. It's definitely the mission, right? So it's the mm. use of science and the leveraging the science to help people. And that, that's what, that's not the drive my passion. I've reached really over the years to strong patient focus, mm. both customer and patient focus. So this really emotional maturity really had started at pretty much when I graduated, right? So, and things exactly what, what, what drives my passion is still drives my passion because that, that there's a mission, really a noble mission behind uh, what we do what do you work? So, and I mean, it's an awesome job, honestly speaking. So. I, 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 I love that. And you, where did you go to school? I'm just, just curious. Yeah, I'm Italian, so I graduated. Yes, I'm Italian, so Italian origin. And actually moved to the U.S. already recently. And uh, I'm a bioeducation, uh, molecular biotechnologist. And so I'm a scientist. Uh, I graduated with a master's in molecular biotechnology. So then actually, I have continued my studies. I have already a five-year postgraduate program that is considered equivalent outside Italy to a PhD. Yeah. But actually, I mean, we need to point out it's absolutely a you know PhD and this biotechnology five-years postgraduate program you need to do very different, distinct aspects, so right career paths. And, and so, if you take this postgraduate program as you know, blows the medical school and I'm specialized in clinical biochemistry. It really means that you want to have a career in the healthcare industry, right? So, mm. and that uh, it is very clinical. So that's why it needs a strong cluster patient focus. And so I started my career, remember, you know, when the post-grade improvement that I was working at hospitals. So oh. that's where I started my career. And it is specifically in the medicine laboratory. So that's where I learned the different kind of diagnosing technologies to uh, analyze, you know, biomarkers and biological fluids, all this kind of stuff. And then when I landed, you know, into the specific sector, which is the uh, transfusion medicine, transplant biology uh, division that caused the you know. And that is a really, I think at that point, started reading my growth. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, when I started working in the genetic lab, uh, and that's exactly the point where I learned to deal with work pressure and time pressure. Because mm. I know if people know that, but you know, especially when you are just, what we used to do is really analyze and it's the compatible between the daughter and the patient, right? In the context of bone marrow transplant or, uh, you know, sort of organ transplant. And what, what maybe the people in, out of the audience you know, doesn't know is that when you have a disease to, you know, daughter, right? So, that disease, the daughter, you have a really tight time window, time frame to run all possible tests. So, I'm not make sure those results are accurate because in, during that time, it's a really tight time frame during which your organ and get organs kept alive. So, okay. you need to make sure in that time that you find the right match. And uh, I think you really, that was the moment where I saw that massive, massive growth. And, uh, 
But then, you know, when I did the you know, twist and switched from the diagnostic medicine to the social therapy field, then my, the first, uh, you know, uh, and that happened actually in his way because I was working on that. I think it brings a lot of my passion because the first two, three years of my prostrated program actually wasn't paid, but I was working as a full time employee. Okay. And, uh, uh, but then, when I did not hospital receive this regional funding and the work, you know, budget was allocated to the, um, uh, to the Southern Tissue Bank, that's where I was switched that got there and got closer to the Southern Journey. Love it, love it. See, it was a loaded question because I, I knew the answer <laughs> of where you went to school and I knew that I knew that you were the scientist, but I, I, I did that for, to, to show subject matter expertise, right? For the folks listening and, and watching. So, so folks un understand that you, you, I know you're the real deal. Now, now, now everyone else knows that you're the real deal as well. What, what, what's, what's great and what's interesting, and we didn't plan this, but you, you, you touched on some things about the, I'm going to say the mental, uh, stress levels or the, 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 the amount of, of pressure on you to do your job and to do your role effectively. Um, I did want to go into something particularly, and, and, and let's talk about that because again, we, we talked about the passion for science from a professional perspective, but again, everything that you do, everything that you're involved in, all different stages of, of diagnoses, all different stages of illness, things like that, that's got to wear on someone, uh, significant, right. And, and how you deal with that. So, so we talked about the professional side and let's talk about the personal side. And I do want to bring up this particular tweet that you sent out, um, and, and, and go kind of in context about this, right. And, and I'll read it out to, to, to folks, uh, after don't, don't be embarrassed too. I'm gonna read your tweet out online. <laughs> After 15 yeah, minutes of pause and deep breathing, I can pretty much sum up my life in the following lines. I have had and still have hundreds of reasons to feel frustrated and as many moments in which I've felt and feel desperately helpless. But I have three very good reasons to feel empowered. One, I turned my passion into a career and I get paid to have fun. That's, that's really cool right there, which is very rare. I have a mission that started with helping people in need, even before realizing that was my mission. And it's now expanding into making the world a better place for future generations to live. That is the result of a long self-education process that is changing my beliefs and driving little meaningful actions in my daily life, my freedom that cannot be taken for granted. And I will always be grateful to my old generation for what I have now. Life isn't perfect, but as a gift, I learned to appreciate the present because what I have today might vanish tomorrow. So when such helpless, so when such helpless moments come, I take a walk or a run. And if it is pouring outside, like it's doing right now in, uh, in the East coast, <laughs> I don't care because I love getting soaking wet and letting my feelings slip in the rain. Sarah, talk about this. This, this is, uh, yeah. we, we, we got to go into this, right? Because this is. Timely, it's happening right now, and and it speaks to everything literally that that, that you just said. So let, let's let's talk about that right there. That's driving you. That keeps you sane. Keeps you grounded. Yeah, there's a lot to say about <laughs> that. That's a good one right there. That, that that's a tweet right there that that, exactly. sh that you should be saving in in the archives for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I was only experiencing in that moment uh, the, you know, because, uh, level of persuasion. Um, well, I haven't, you know, had it in the life, uh, and, you know, 
I was definitely very lucky to have supported parents again because mm-hmm. so I know so a little bit more situation where I thought, you know, this still happens in life. And so that's absolutely, you know, that's, that's the freedom we worked. It's, but I also had to, you know, I had a lot of determination. I had to uh, fight and to compete constantly with, you know, a brother that was the genius of the thing at the end. And, you know, and they're trying to show me that people around me said I and a brain and an identity, right? So no, it's a moment beside that. And I, it was particularly difficult because I remember when, you know, when it was in high school, secondary school, even primary school, and I was my brother's sister. So I was not, I wasn't sorry, so I was my brother's sister always, every time. And so, and I think, you know, I embodied that type of that time, the, uh, Let's give her a second there. Probably having some internet issues. The on her was there we go. With, uh, with my frustration, with my frustrations, uh, uh, you know, as we're taking up. Oh, there it is. Def- definitely storming in her neck of the woods in the country there. So that, that's why we were having some slight audio issues as well. But uh, I, I had a feeling that this was happening. We'll give it a second for her to come back. There we go. Okay, I'm sorry. No wor- no worries. It's it's that crazy storm happening on the East Coast. So uh yeah. So we'll see, you know, we then you know, I always used to hope we when the frustration is when you just sitting a walk around and I'm a solitary person, I have to tell you that. So even you know, I'm able to make tons of friends in a professional setting, you know, because I have these networking capabilities and also huge dose of self awareness. So I can say that I'm accomplished very right, mm. you know. From a professional standpoint, because I've turned my passion right into a career, and so I mentioned in the but you know, from a personal level, on a personal level, you know, I don't feel exactly complete. So, yes, I can tell, right. I can tell you that my life is rich, right? Because it's rich, but but it's rich from a professional standpoint, that that's what really, you know, keeps in holidaying and gaining my daily life. So, but I can't see that I'm a complete person, a person I'm a very shy, for instance, you know, and so I'm, I'm an introvert person. I really struggle to the expense. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's also the level of frustration. Yeah. It's the portion. Yeah. That's, a, and, and again, those vulnerabilities, those, those, uh, yeah. just, just being able to be introspective and, and understanding our, our, our limitations, our, what, what, whatever they may be, you know, whatever adjective that you, that you want to use, but being able to put that out there in the universe and, 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 and acknowledge that and strive to do better each day, knowing where you came from, knowing where you are, knowing where you want to go. That, that's really what I read into that, right? You, you have respect for the ones that came before you. You have respect for your, your technology, your industry, your education, and you're utilizing your platform because you do have the platform, right? And uh, your, your platform is also the, those last three letters at the end of your name, <laughs> right? So, so that yeah. right there, and, and I, I, I focus on that because I really like the fact of talking and, and putting on a pedestal and showing and giving everyone their flowers, women and minorities, especially in, 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 in prominent positions. So women in technology is huge and we need more champions like you talking, sharing these stories, sharing these awkward, vulnerable stories as well, because that focuses and helps for us getting to those STEM environments and right the science, technology, uh, education, engineering and math. So how to get, how to get it right. <laughs> So, so kudos to you on, on that. Appreciate that, uh, that, that dialogue and being vulnerable for a second. Um, 
let's talk about the role and, and talk about the future. So we talked about past and present, but you know, future evolutions of your type of a role, what it is that you do, um, future evolution of things within your industry and your field of focus. What, what do you see for the biotechnology, agri, agri-technology, just, just again, what, what you see on a daily basis from your organization, uh, c- coming down the pipe. Yeah. And, uh, that's, this is an interesting question, actually. And, uh, I mean, I want to, to answer this question in the most accurate way, because I mean, I think, you know, answer this question important to understand the market landscape, but necessarily it's absolutely important because I mean, it's absolutely key that to have a customer focus and a pigeon focus, but we are also part of a large organization and it has been competitors. So the market is very competitive. And so it is it's important and we'll learn to differentiate ourselves from the competitors. So, and I think that differentiation really comes from the leveraging the technology, right? So what technology has to offer? So. I mean, we have a lot of platforms, but I also perceive that there will be many other subjects, speaking of from subject therapy and subject therapy context. Yeah. So uh, there will be a lot of challenges in technology, so right? So being developed in the end, even charting the single clinical education. So how do we remain competitive, right? So how do we ensure that we, we remain staying business, especially actually sustain, sustain that competitive and that is exactly, I mean, I can see the CGT market is influenced and driven by no more progresses in technology. So uh, one can do it from a CDMO perspective, but it is important that we focus on algorithm information, so or technology that really allows us to automate uh, industrialize, you know, solenge therapy processes and to bring those processes to the market as soon as possible at an affordable price. And uh, I don't know, even in artificial intelligence, um, there's a lot of focus uh, on artificial intelligence or, you know, virtual reality, machine learning, all this kind of, I see them as enablers, as tools, right, that, that allows us to improve operational efficiency. And when you improve operational efficiency, you also, you know, automate processes and uh, you are a better chance to, um, you know, Produce, I mean, manufacturing in a more efficient way at the lower costs. And uh, I think that's, that, that's, that's important. It should be the focus and that, you know, it helps us doing things differently from our competitors. And, and especially now, I see that there, these aspects are gaining a lot of attention from the regulatory entities, especially the FDA and the law and the governance policy procedures are, are really the highest value to entering the world space. So, I think it's key to understand, you know, the, how these entities regulate those technologies. And, um, yeah, okay. we'll see a lot of advancement in terms of technology. In new yeah. Let me, let me, I got, I got two, now I have two questions. I only had one question that I was going to ask, but you, you, you brought something up that I just, I kind of want to ask again with, and I, and I keep saying it, I use this phrase, you know, with the world stopping for 17 months, right. And has, has that caused you, your team, your organization to pivot and focus more, 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 more finely on, on COVID, right? Again, so you were doing work, you were doing business be- before the pandemic, right? And you, and you probably focused on, on, on a number of different things, a number of different diagnoses and a number of different technologies, things like that. But has, has what we what we as a planet have gone through this past 17 months has obviously, has that taken obviously the priority over any of those other activities? And do you see 
any of that shifting or do you see more resources coming? How, how has that affected you yeah. on a day-to-day basis, right? What, what you focus on? Yeah. So absolutely didn't change anything, which sense. So we were meaning to sort of competitive, right? Mm. And uh, we just increased our, uh, you know, portfolio. We just, you know, increased it. Mm. Uh, we introduced the more modalities, right? Within our portfolio. And uh, yeah, we just started manufacturing. We just, you know, focus a little bit more on what was a, an emergency situation at that time. Uh, but we still have no cap, absolutely under, you know, manufacturing points. So, good. so I mean, uh, and we are allowed to buy the teams today. We just wasn't, you know, you have an opportunity for us to explore, to explore the old, uh, new, the uh, new areas of business. And, uh, uh, which has absolutely takes them into the point right now. I mean, and of course, material shortage of this kind of stuff, oh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. it's been a, you know, a problem, general problem, but uh, absolutely it's not going to affect us. My goodness, my goodness. All right, fun question, right? We, we, we dove all the way down and, and we got real technical, but again, I'm a, I'm a technologist by, by education and trade, and we talk technology, you, you talking platforms and hardware and stuff like that for you. What's, what's your, what's your favorite piece of technology? And don't say your cell phone, Lord, don't say, you know, <laughs> whenever I ask this and people say their cell phone, I want, I want to know what's your favorite piece you of really technology? You really want to say your favorite piece of technology, that yeah. specific question. Wow. Uh, uh, so, uh, okay, I have to think about it. Oh, I think it is the self separation machine. My goodness. So, so hold on, drop, yes. you got to draw me a picture of that or something. Yeah. We got to talk that, about that. That, that is, again, it's a salt separation, it's a seatbelt technology. So it's, you know, it's cool. But I, I love this. I mean, I think I learned to use this in the past. No, actually, there's another one. But like, oh, because I forgot them all. That is my favorite. But I don't know if I can mention It's a solid sponge machine. It's an automated fire reactor. That's absolutely the coolest thing that I've ever worked. You you can't just throw that out there and and just leave it. Talk talk a little bit about it. Say, say that yeah. again. <laughs> it's okay now. It's an auto fiber bioreactor, and uh, you know it's used to culture cells and spawn cells in a closed system. Yeah. So I just yeah, I mean just you know you you upload your cells in there and you just wait right the battery. That's everything. That's everything. It's a completely automated process. Just take samples, you have to monitor, you know, the, the problems if your results are growing. Uh, of course, I mean, it doesn't have a camera, right? So you can't really actually see what's happening inside. Uh, when you can launch or, you know, products and uh, to, to make sure that everybody's growing the inside. And you can, it's incredible because it's a very compact, it's such a not really small bioreactor, you know, a lot of fibers. And, uh, you know, they, the cells, I mean, it depends grow different cell lines, right? So I worked on specific cell line that at the end you got a huge enough ability for a huge yield of cells and then the two of dopes. And so I was really See that? Folks right there? There there's true scientist answer right there. I, I I normally get cell phone laptop or some piece of software. Sarah's talking about cell separation uh devices, things like that. So that that's that's pretty cool. Appreciate that for how can folks stay in contact with you? I'm, I'm thinking you have a phenomenal story. You have a phenomenal industry that you're working in. You're, you're, you're in a great position to continue to uh, educate, you know, as, especially the generations coming after you. Uh, I will definitely put in the, in the, uh, in the show notes, your, your Twitter page, 
right? So you, you'll start getting more followers on Twitter probably. <laughs> but again, is this probably <laughs> the, the, the best way for folks to, to get in touch with you in case they have any questions after after checking this out? They can use even my LinkedIn platform or, okay. yeah, Twitter is fine as well. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. And that's where my whole network is. So I have a lot of depends but they can use both i don't use twitter that much so you know it's just like yeah meeting a color oh we're gonna we're gonna find a way to to blow this twitter up we're definitely gonna find a way to get get you some more followers for sure um sarah i want to be cognizant of your time and i want you to get that opportunity to maybe go out and run in the rain today because that that's what's happening right there in your in your neck of the woods i know that's on your i know that's on your on your on your agenda but first and foremost, I'd be remiss. Thank you for taking the time today, right? Because I think this was an important conversation. This was different of a, a, a slightly different conversation than I typically have, right? Especially on perfect, uh, mm-hmm. perspectives and focus, because I wanted to dive behind the scenes, pull kind of the, the veil back and let folks have a conversation and hear from someone who is in the trenches. Right again, we I'll, I'll typically talk to folks who are on the front end, folks who are talking from a financial perspective, folks who are talking about the managerial side and kind of the strategy. But it's it's the folks that are actually on the line doing the operation pieces that we need to hear from as well, and, and understand that their role and their activities matter. Uh, the company matters, but more importantly, the people that are that are doing the work matter. So that, 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 that was my goal, right? So that, that was my selfish mm-hmm. goal for having this conversation today. And Sarah, I appreciate you for coming on. I, I wish you nothing but, but the best. And if you wanted to have, if you had something you wanted to say in closing, I'll, I'll leave the floor for you. Then we'll end. Well, it's been a real pleasure really talking to you and discussing with you. And I really want to learn with you, said. I mean, extremely value the workforce and what's the workforce, uh, you know, in a, especially in such an industry and, uh, and also in Awesome. All right. Go put on those new balances and go hit the work and go hit the road. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys have a great day. I appreciate you now. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Thank you.